Happy birthday, Grayson. Love me and Nick. Good morning, good morning, good morning, God. Morning, listeners. Welcome to Pray With Me. Let's get these blessings started. And thank you for coming to choose to pray with me today. We're going to rock the house. I'd like to dedicate today's podcast to Suzette, to Jim, and to Oklahoma. We've added Oklahoma. (laughs) We're at 38 states. Yay. So welcome, Oklahoma, where the wind comes whistling down the lane. Let us pray. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Dear Lord in heaven, we come to you as your faithful servants, submitting to your will in all things. We will not allow the working of the evil one to distract us from your goodness and mercy in our lives. We know you are still on the throne and that you will protect us and provide for us in our hour of need. We will not fear anyone or anything, for we know you will never leave us nor forsake us and that we are covered in the blood of Jesus. We are especially reminded of your power and glory as we continue to shine our lights in the darkness through your word and sacrifice. And finally, let all of us in your kingdom love one another, give to one another, and above all, praise and worship his holy name. Amen. As I open up my Bible, at the end of each day, I lift my eyes to heaven and I most sincerely pray, Lord, open up my heart and mind to hear these words today. I want to understand you, Lord. Please hear these words I say. These stories that were written so many years ago hold the way to my salvation. Your word has told me so. I thank you for my life, Lord the blessings of your son for your family, friends, and neighbors. I love them, everyone. And when I close my eyes, Lord, at the ending of each day, I will praise my Father up in heaven for the gifts he sent my way, for the universe he created and the lives of those I love. There is nothing greater in my life than my love for you, my God above. Amen. Woohoo! And in Touch Magazine, blessed to bless others. God's blessings to us are not meant to end with us. His desire is that they flow to others. This principle applies in all areas of life, 
including finances. Did you know that our Heavenly Father has plans for your money? The Lord graciously provides for our needs and even our wants, but He also wants us to use our money to achieve His plans. And one of His goals is that we share our resources with others. Just look at His extravagant promise in this passage. And God is able to make all grace overflow to you so that always having all sufficiency in everything, you may have an abundance of every good deed. Sharing blessings with others will never lead to deprivation. In fact, the Lord promises to increase the harvest of our righteousness and enrich us in everything in response to our generosity. We can never outgive God. A hoarded blessing will never be enjoyed as richly as a shared one. Using your gift to meet someone else's needs glorifies God by demonstrating His grace at work in your life. Amen. Using your gift to meet someone else's need glorifies God by demonstrating His grace at work in your life. Don't let His generous provisions end with you. Pass them on and discover the joy of a never-ending cycle of blessings. Never-ending cycle of blessings. That's my prayer for you. Amen. God's gifts. I asked God to give me happiness, and God said no. He said that he gives me blessings, and happiness is up to me. I asked God to take away my pride, and God said no. He said it was not for him to take away, but for me to give up. I asked God to spare me pain, and God said no. He said suffering draws you apart from worldly cares and brings you closer to me. I asked God to grant me patience, and God said no. He said, patience is a byproduct of tribulations. It isn't granted, it is earned. I asked God to make my spirit grow, and God said no. He said, I must grow on my own, but he would prune me to make me fruitful. I asked God for all things that I might enjoy life. And God said, no. He said, I gave you life that you may enjoy all things. I asked God to help me love others as much as he loves me. And God said, finally, you have the idea. Amen. Stay right there. We'll be right back with, I believe, some hope for each day.
and hope for each day says, have peace with God. Colossians 3.15, let the peace of God rule in your hearts. There is a close relationship between our minds and bodies. And Proverbs puts it this way, a cheerful heart is good medicine, but a crushed spirit dries up the bones. But there is also a close relationship between our mental and physical health and the health of our spiritual lives. Guilt, fear, jealousy, bitterness, futility, escapism. These are a host of other problems that are spiritual ills and they're brought about by the disease of sin. Like poison, they can sicken us in mind and body. Guilt, fear, jealousy, bitterness, futility, escapism, and a host of other problems. But when Christ comes into our lives, he removes our guilt and takes away our fears. He gives us love for others and a new purpose in life. His joy and peace neutralize sin's poison and promote emotional and physical health. Does that mean that our emotional and physical problems will vanish? Not necessarily. But like a spring of pure water, God's peace in our hearts brings cleansing and refreshment to our minds and bodies. Amen. And John 10:11 says, "The good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep." One of the figures of speech Jesus applied to himself was that of a shepherd. He said, "I am the good shepherd." The good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. The hired hand is not the shepherd who owns the sheep. I know my sheep and my sheep know me. Note four things about Jesus, the good shepherd. He owns the sheep, they belong to him. He guards the sheep. He never abandons them when danger approaches. He knows the sheep. He calls them by name and they follow him. And finally, he lays down his life for the sheep. Their salvation is his primary concern. The Bible says, we are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Because we belong to Christ, we can be secure and at rest. Psalm 100. Let us pray. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. 
He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest the table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Okay, in God's way, day by day. Talking about compassion and comfort, Isaiah 53, 3. He is despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. Our greatest source of comfort is God who, through his son, Jesus, has identified with us in our sorrow and pain. Our Savior was a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. He well understands our situation, our uncertainty, and our fears, and through us is able to comfort others. It is his nature to comfort his children. He is committed to compassionate care for his children. Amen. And God's promises day by day. John 14, 2. I am going to prepare a place for you. After I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me. Note the promise of Jesus. I will come back and take you to be with me. Jesus pledges to take us home. He does not delegate this task. He may send missionaries to teach you, angels to protect you, teachers to guide you, singers to inspire you, and physicians to heal you. But he sends no one to take you. He reserves this job for himself. Amen. And commanding your morning. Genesis 28. Then Jacob dreamed, and behold, a ladder was set up on the earth, and its top reached to heaven. And there the angels of God were ascending and descending on it. And behold, the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord, God of Abraham, your father, and the God of Isaac, the land on which you lie. I will give to you and to your descendants. Then Jacob awoke from his sleep and said, Surely the Lord is in this place. And I did not know it. Bow your head. Father, 
Sharpen my spiritual discernment so I will know your voice. Grant me the ability to hear clearly as you give me insight into your plans. Cause my spiritual eyes to function with 20-20 vision for the correct understanding of the times and seasons. In Jesus' name, amen. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back to pray some more. And from a speckle of glory. Most of us spend quite a bit of time in our cars. But whether you commute, whether your commute is long or short, you still have all those trips to the store, to soccer practice, to the dry cleaner, the post office, and on it goes. With a little planning and determination, you can make the interior of your car into a demon-free zone of praise and joy where no dark spirit or discouraging words can cast a shadow over your day. Fill your car with singing and praise. Recorded music and the radio are fine, and making your own music is even better. You can even play this podcast. Recite every name of Jesus that you know. Master, Savior, Morning Star, Son of God, Desire of the Nations. Whenever you lift up the name of Jesus, God's favor surrounds you like a shield, protecting you from the schemes of the adversary. Remember, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. Lord Jesus Christ, right here and now, I lift up your mighty name, the name above every name. You are the great shepherd, the word of God, the king of kings, the beginning and the end. You are the author and finisher of my faith, the lion of Judah, the lamb of God. I want to fill this room, this car, this day with your praise. Amen. Thank you, Joni. Awesome. Trust in God day by day. Remember the source of all truth. 2 Corinthians 13. For we can do nothing against the truth, not serve any party or personal interests, but only for the truth, which is the gospel. During the days when Jesus lived on earth, Pilate asked him a question that has been raised throughout the centuries and is still being asked today. What is truth? Jesus had already answered this question plainly and simply in John 14. I am the way and the truth and the life. And when praying to God in John 17, 17, Jesus also said, your word is truth. He not only knew the truth, but when his own mind was being attacked by Satan, 
he spoke the truth of God's word out loud. This is one of the most effective ways to cast down wrong thoughts, reasons, theories, and imaginations. I look at it as interrupting the devil in the midst of his temptation. We are partners with God. Our part is to trust him, to know his word and believe it. And his part is to do whatever needs to be done in every situation. We cannot know the word of God unless we dedicate ourselves to diligently reading and studying and listening to this podcast. Nobody would expect to be a successful doctor without studying. So why should people expect to be strong in their faith without doing the same? God's word, the Bible, is truth. It teaches the truth. It teaches us a way to live that produces life. God's word has stood the test of time and has been proven in millions of people's lives over thousands and thousands of years. It works when followed. There are countless times where you will have seen other people's lives change in amazing ways simply because they believed and obeyed God's truth. Please do your part to study God's word, believe it, and trust in him. When you do, he will do all the rest. Amazing. I'm living that way, listeners. I'm living that way, and apparently Joyce Meyer is too. Amen. She says there are countless times that she has seen other people's lives change in amazing ways simply because they believed and obeyed God's truth. Mm, mm, mm. Hallelujah. God's purpose for your life. John 16.32 I am not alone because the Father is with me. When we face chaotic circumstances, we may lose our sense of hope. We may feel that our earthly security crumbles beneath us. We are likewise on the brink of perishing. This was true for the disciples as Jesus was arrested and sent to the cross. Not only was the hope they had in Christ squashed, but they also felt the intense pressure of being persecuted because of their association with him. But with the crucifixion, God had an awesome eternal plan that he was bringing to full fruition. This is why Jesus expressed the peace of knowing the Father was with him. Jesus wanted his disciples 
to have the confidence that God was with them and was succeeding in his purposes, regardless of how the situation appeared, even temporarily. So he desires the same for you. God was in control and victorious in all that happened at the cross. And he is in control and victorious in what you experience now. The Father is with you in chaos. Trust the one who defeated the grave and never leaves you, for he is able to show you his power. Jesus, thank you that I can hope in you no matter how my circumstances may appear. You are always with me. Amen. Woohoo! <laughs> we finished another podcast. I just hate saying goodbye, even temporarily. But let's talk about our walk just a little bit. I just want you to know, listeners, you are doing your part. We are coming every day and hopefully first thing in the morning to talk to God, to kickstart our day, to let him know we're ready to go all day with him. Today, I had another glorious day with God. He was in the car with me. He was in the shower with me. (laughs) He was in the car wash with me. He was everywhere with me today, talking to me, holding my hand, filling me up with great ideas, showing me how my plans are going to work, just letting me know that he's got me. And again, that's my prayer for you guys, that you're having this massive connection with God. He loves you. He's here for you. Please keep coming back. Bye for now. To make a donation, please visit anchor.fm forward slash Pamela hyphen M hyphen Staten forward slash support. Thank you. We're doing good. We're doing good. God bless you.